What's up, boy fam? You know what time it is. Let's get into this. And once again, JT fucks up the intro. As usual. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast in the world, the Horror Chronicles podcast. The best fucking podcast on the internet. Oh, sorry. That's right. Sorry. You are, but you're right. Facts are facts, folks. <laughs> and the fact is, we got a special guest tonight. And his name... We can just call him old dude. Old dude. Old dude, how you doing? No D on the old. It's oh, I'm not old. I'm old. Oh, <laughs> O-L- yeah. D-U-D-E. You can find him. Just look him right. up on YouTube and all that good stuff. Hell yeah. So, uh, Welcome to the studio. Thanks old, for having me. Thanks for having me. Old dude's a buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, I was like... No, you had any friends. Yeah. Only <laughs> I got one asshole of a friend, and he's sitting right over fucking next to me over there. Did you hear him call you an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to you. Oh, for sure. He knows who the fuck I'm talking to. But anyways, anyways, guys, yeah, we got a special guest on. You know, we um, he's getting ready to start his own podcast, and, you know, we may uh, mention that later on in the future once everything's going with it, and we get him, and we'll promote him for sure with our people. But uh, tonight... We're just going to have a conversation about all kinds of crazy shit, you know? Um, we got three people here from three different walks of life, so to speak, somewhat, as far as everything goes. And we're going to talk about some things and see where this conversation leads. And that's what you guys love, so that's what we're going to do, you know? That's what we do. That's what we do. JT's going to ruin everything by dumping Gatorade all over the board. Shh, you can't say that. <laughs> I'm going to call it right now. <laughs> I call it so gonna have to edit that word <laughs> out of the podcast. Really? H2O. It's no. like that. No, it ain't that bad. Uh, it is like that. It ain't that bad. It's like in the free advertising for them? Uh, it's copyright. You would think. <laughs> wow. Wow. They get upset about that. Everybody gets upset about everything anymore. <laughs> we don't typically get zinged on too much. Yeah, we don't. But back in the day, we used to. We yeah. freaking... Uh... That'd be pretty dumb of them to get upset about you promoting that, because then I just wouldn't buy any more of it anyway. Not that I do. <laughs> <laughs> too much sugar. But that's zero Actually, sugar, that's right? that's zero sugar. It's got none. It's, it's probably got, got aspartame or something else. <laughs> they yeah, hit you from every angle. It's got aspartame on it, all right? I'd like to tame it. He's just mad because he's not... Are you, You're still not drinking, right? Or have you? I'm not get, drinking right now. Oh, so you gave up on that? <laughs> hey, I ain't no fucking quitter. Uh, rehab's for quitters, damn it. <laughs> no, anyway. I, have, I have cut back quite a bit. Yeah, well, awesome sauce. Anyways, like I said, old dude's in the house. I'm not totally clean. And uh, JT, do you really want to talk about something right now, or do you want to start no. off the conversation anywhere? What do, what, do, what do we want to do? I don't know. I kind of want to talk about. Uh, so, you know. Um, Old dude comes from a Christian aspect of things, and um, you know, but he's also a realist. What possessed you know? him to be on this show is beyond. Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have people from all walks of life, so we're happy with it. You know, so um, I know that uh, I used to be pretty religious back in the day. I'm not anymore. Um, I am a spiritual person. So we've had, we were starting, Brian's real religious. The other night he was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> and I was by myself. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh. so um, we were kind of having this conversation. We started off having this conversation 
at a bonfire at house one time actually. Oh, um, house? Yeah. Oh, nice. I was old at old dude's house, and uh, <laughs> we try to put that name in there as much as possible. <laughs> get it, get it remember. It's kind of fun. It just rolls out you there. Get, you gotta get him to remember that. Arr. Remember name. Remember that name. But uh, so, like I said, I am more of a spiritual person. I'm a, I'm a dimensional guy. I believe in dimensions. Um, I, think that, uh, I think that I think that whatever it is that we have, um, some people call it a soul. Some people call it their you know sh- their chakra, whatever you know they call I got it. Their soul, and I'm super bad. Yeah, I got soul. Anyways, felt that he's gonna have me singing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I feel like um, you know I think that you either level up or you level down. I think that there's a uh, low frequency beings that that mess with us as a as a human be- as a human species. You know what I'm saying, and they can affect the way we look at things in life. But I think that if you're a strong willed person, strong minded person, and you know who you are then you're strong enough to know whether or not you're religious or not. Some people, I, I tell everyone, if you think that if being uh, if being religious and whatever religion it may be, it doesn't have to be Christian, whatever religion it may be, if it makes you a better person in life, by all means, do what makes you a better Go person. You know what I'm saying? For me, I was really religious growing up, um, and with no, it was no fault of my family's because they weren't really super religious at all. I actually started going to church by myself in the middle of summertime, it's middle of summer. I'm out of school. I'm like, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old, and I just wake up on a Sunday morning and go to church. And then I started going for years, and then I went to every different denomination I could think of. And I'm like, you know what, man? These people are all telling me different ways to talk to somebody. And it's usually the same person, but they're calling it a different name or they're telling you to do it a different way. So for me, I just, I'm a spiritual person. I think there's a higher something out there. Who knows what it is? It could be freaking it could be angels, could be fucking demons, could be aliens. I mean, <laughs> we could be, you know, and so I think it's really cool all aspects of it because it makes you think that there's something there's something more to this world. And this is why I like with spirits, ghosts, demons, malevolent things, um all the above. If there's more if you are bored in this life on this planet, then you're crazy. Oh, yeah. Because there is so much out there right. yeah. to not be bored of. Well, and, and what's, what's really interesting is when you look at when documented human history began, we're talking 3,500 B.C. So if you want to do the math on that, it's somewhere around 48,180,000 hours of documented human history. And when you look at everything that happened before the transition that brought us into the, the modern era, so starting in, in 1 A.D., we're talking a, a minuscule amount of history that we have documentation mm-hmm. of the events that happened preceding mm-hmm. that. And then it has picked up exponentially, and you get to say, like, the establishment of the United States, and it is 10, 20-fold the amount of history that's happened since then, and everything surely didn't come from nothing. And so my big thing is, what has the most validation? It says in the encyclopedia that every culture, every society has a religion. And, it, it, and what a religion is, is it's a system of, of beliefs that establish your perception of reality. And so whether you consider yourself to be a spiritual person or not, everybody has something that they rely on mm-hmm. to give them a foundation from which to look into the world. And I just find that very interesting. And, and I try to find commonality with different people. And that's one of the reasons why I accepted the invitation to be able to come here and be on this show. It's because a lot of Christians, they've defaulted into a place where they just avoid. And, and what they... 
don't realize in doing that is they, they avoid because they lack the faith to have their beliefs challenged, where if they were really firm in their beliefs, then they would step up and they would accept that and they would find a way to be able to maintain their beliefs and, and process other belief systems that are coming around and yeah. try to find commonality with other people because we all have to share this rock together. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, and if ahead. you look at so, it, it, it's funny. I'll tell you right now, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, and it's all because of the spirituality of it. But I also have problems with it too. You know, just like everybody else, uh, I always look at things in a kind of a scientific manner. You know, um, you talk about you know if you look at the creation of man and how far we've come, but what happened before the creation of man, there had to be some, a create, you know, a creation point billions and billions and hundreds of billions of years ago, you know, and if you look at it as in science's perspective, the earth, if, if you looked at it like all of time is a year long, the existence of Earth would have been created about two minutes to midnight on December 31st. Two minutes to midnight. Two minutes to midnight. That's where the saying's at. Hell yeah. You know? Um, you know, the, when you get into the aspect of reality and religion, and I think people create their own reality through religion, but on the other side of that, they're creating their own religions through reality. Mm-hmm. It, it, I know that may sound weird, but so you look at all the, why are there so many different religions? You know, why are there Hindus and Buddhists and Baptists and Catholics and stuff? When you look at it in the big grand scheme, aren't we all worshiping a higher power like Ryan said? You know, yeah, that, you're, you're always it's looking like a singularity. Well, and we talked about this before too. Like I, I just like with with Mother Nature, Mother Earth, you know. Um, All of our people just went, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> oh, they know what. No, nah, they know what we're talking about. The people like hearing this stuff, man. Yeah. See, so like with um, so like with Mother Nature, Mother Earth, you know, everything is connected. You know, they're talking about now. They've been doing research where trees are trees are talking to the to the grass, and trees are talking to the flowers. Or, they're they're talking somewhat, you know what I mean? Them people were on LSD. Yeah, uh, but we talked about this before, you know. I think it's humans are all connected. Oh, most definitely. Humans are all connected, no matter where you're from, no matter who you are. Um, humans are connected. There's a wavelength that happens, and when you're going to put in, like JT was saying, kind of, your reality affects your the way you look your at things. So yeah, your perception everything. of life. So what, if I was, what is reality? That's your reality. Well, how, your do we, reality. how would we how would we define reality? How I would define reality is this: my reality is that Hold I wake on, up. Type that in here. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up. I see my kids and my wife. I live my life. That's my reality. I have my friends. I have my people. I have my beliefs. Your reality is different from mine because you see my things from a different perspective different than, than me. Most people's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone's reality is different. Yeah. Everyone. Then, well, then there's a central reality. Okay. So, we all live on Earth. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. That's everyone has that in common. 
everyone on this planet lives on this planet. So that's where your reality starts as far as a central reality. So, but then everyone has their own individual realities. Philosophy and, would call that absolute and relative reality. Yes. And then what ha- – see, and I'm not a philosopher. I'm just fucking super smart. I told you. I'm smart as fuck. I'm smart as shit. But no. Well, not smart though, man. It my, just comes out and stinks. My shit, my shit is smart as shit. <laughs> but uh, no. It smells like roses. And roses yes, stink. Dead roses. Dead roses. But no. Um, so like this is what I was getting at too. So you have your own reality, I have mine, he has his, but then we all have a common reality, which is we live on this planet, and what happens near us affects mm-hmm. us. Like, I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to go off the rail here in a second. Let's do it. Let's I'm do not going to get into it right now because I don't really want to talk about it because this isn't the yeah, right yeah. platform for it. Oh, no, it might, not, yeah, it might be. Not this <laughs> one. Well, Damn. we could talk about I could talk about it on your podcast about what oh, I want to Oh, I know where you're going. So, like, well, what I'm saying is, like, look at look at with the with the Russia and Ukraine thing right now. Uh oh. Okay, I'm not going to get deep into it, but what I'm going to say is this: 1305. Their reality is different from our reality. Yeah. We live in America. Um, Relatively, though, but absolutely, we're all on this planet. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. There's at. still a common their, bond. Their reality is that they're in the middle of a war, and there's a bunch of stuff going on over there, and. Um, that's what they're seeing in their own reality. Right. But we all live on the same planet. I agree with you. We all have to share this planet together. You know, um, and the fact that that's happening over there, butterfly effect. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So what happens over there affects us over here eventually. So their reality in turn affects our reality. Right. Yeah. So we're all connected. Everybody on this planet yeah, is connected. Absolutely. And what's crazy about it is, too. We got to take care of those son bitch because it's the only one we got. Yeah. You know, well, what's crazy about it is, too, is that, like, so we talk about groupthink. And can people make things happen yes. that would not normally happen? Paranormal. We're going to talk about can paranormal. things. I mean, the exactly. will that you have, that energy, that essence. I mean, everybody, ha- we talk about spheres of influence. And so people exude um, different energies. Auras, and people, yeah. And based on where you're at in, in your relationship with what I call the foundation of reality, um, you're going to impact other people and you're going to engage your environment in different ways. And so like um, something that really opened me up to more than <laughs> just the five senses um, is when I experienced telepathy twice. And so the first time that I experienced telepathy, uh, a close friend of mine, he called, and it was normal for him to call. And it was about 7 mm-hmm. o'clock, I believe. It was just a standard weeknight. And when his name came up on my phone, I, I sensed it in my spirit that his totally healthy baby girl had died. Oh, my God. And when I answered the phone, he's crying, sobbing, and my daughter died. And I and and I can't fully explain that other than like what yeah. Ryan said is we are connected at a level that we can't explain. My dogs start barking for my wife to be home or, or my mother-in-law lives with me, which that oh man, let me tell you about that. I didn't think it could be I didn't think it could be good, but it is the most one of the most amazing things ever. Yeah. It's 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 like made our team so much stronger. But anyway, 
our animals, our dogs, they can sense it before we can even see their vehicle mm-hmm. pulling off the road. There's something there that we haven't been able to tap into. We've been kept from that on purpose because there's a very, very powerful group of people that are orchestrating certain things to happen certain ways and they don't want us to realize the power of our unity because that gives them control over our reality to a degree hence the low level the low frequency demons and things i was talking about so like i feel like you want to say something no i'm good go ahead okay so that happens a lot to me i got ESPN one or something, you know, yeah. no, <laughs> but, uh, no, like I, I, I've, re- when it comes fumbled the football, yeah, shit. No. Um, when it comes to feelings, like, I don't know, I mean, I've always forever in my life. I've always put off a very good aura to people, people, it, people love me. It is what it is. Man. He loved me from the beginning of the time he met me. I've known you for a little dude. I know you for a while. You freaking, you know, we, I, I knew you back in the day. And then we linked back up. Our kids, we found out our kids go to school again. We ran into each other in Lowe's yeah. and found out that our kids go to school. Cause I had moved away for a little while and we hadn't like crossed paths. And when you guys were at Lowe's, were you comparing wood or we were seeing who had the biggest rake? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, it's funny. Cause like I, I knew him back in the day when I was fighting, <clears throat> gotcha. when I was doing MMA. But, uh, anyways, so what I was saying is, is like, you know, you put off an aura to people. Um, and this gets deeper into a lot of different things, man. Like, I'm going to go off the walls if I don't try to keep myself in, in a certain area. Because when I talk about something, like, I want to start talking about the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. I think I told talked to you a little bit about the Akashic Records before. I know I talked to you yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. So that's a whole other thing. But, like, you know, you put off auras. You put off these vibes. And I think that, you know, back in the day, and it, this is, now hear me out. Okay, and it's gonna sound weird, but I'm gonna bring it together. So, we were talking about Bigfoot the other day, right? And stuff, right? So sauce. Well, check this out. So, every Native American culture has a different name for Bigfoot. It's in their hieroglyphics. They have different names, but it's the same thing. So, people are like, "Well, how can all these?" All these uh, tribes who were nowhere near each other, sometimes on the other side of the world or whatever, how could they have the same thing but um, and be so far apart? Maybe it was all over the place, which we know it was real. Gigantopithecus was the real was an r- actual name for the Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It was actually real. They think they think that it came to U.S. over the Bering Strait through Russia, whenever that was all connected. But anyways, what if? As humans, we're all connected mentally. Like you can, you can vibe off someone. What if, with all the satellites and towers and electronics and electricity going through the air, that's affecting the way that we mentally used to be able to speak to each other? <laughs> well, and that's how we used to be able to communicate. So it's this is very interesting. So, and I've 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 thought about this before. Um, and, and I've brought this up to different pastors and things like that, as with the, the rise in technology, there hasn't been as much of like a charismatic movement within the church. And people talk about like speaking in tongues. And, and, and so a lot of, of people that will speak in tongues, is it, it's supposed to be done when it's corporately. There's supposed to be a translation that comes with it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really hardly happen anymore. And I've theorized that the radio waves that are working through these phones and everybody's got one on them, that's really limited that. And, and 
I haven't known of very many churches where it's had like a major charismatic movement the way that it may have happened 30 years ago, 40 yeah. years ago, and beyond. And see, and that's 5G my... 5G is melting our brain. Yeah, 100% cause cancer. It but anyways, I'm not going to get into that. It can't help. We're not going to get into that. Not on this podcast. But no. Anyways, so what if back then Native Americans had a way better way of communicating than we knew? Had to. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Just the way, and so, in tune. so exactly like, so what I was going to get at with like the paranormal thing, we talked about this horror stuff, but like with the paranormal thing. So if we go to a place and we do an investigation and people are like, yeah, you know, there's, there's something going on here, blah, blah, me and you go there and we're kind of like, man, I don't really feel nothing, dude. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You know, we've been there. We Depends went, on how open you are. Well, here's what I'm you know. saying though. Me and you are, when it comes to that aspect, right. are very, right. what I'm saying is this. So what if the person comes in, the group comes in, they start in there with us, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden stuff starts happening, and we notice stuff start happening. Right. Is it because it's happening, or is it because group think and the way our minds connect, right. will it be? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, um, like in sports, you know, with us, you know, with the kids, you know, we tell them, if you want to be good, you got to want to be good. you got to will that, and, you know, you got to do it, you know. And... Um, I just always thought about because I know for a fact that humans are connected on a level, man. When something bad happens, humans come together. Right. Well, and you can sense it too. Yeah, you know. You know and we talk about the, you know, we were talking about animals a while ago about how the dogs would know when the family was coming home, and and think about all the stories like in nursing homes with the cats, mm. how the cattle inevitably get up on the bed of the person that's going to die that evening or whatever. Have you heard you those heard stories? Mm -mm. So there. There's been several cases around the world where nursing homes with elderly people in them they'll have cats. They'll have they'll have a cat. Well, there's been a few times where they've noticed every time this cat would go into somebody's room and get up on their bed, that person would end up dying the next day. Wow. Um, and it wasn't because the cat the cat ju would just get up there and lay down. Right. And so we've talked about this numerous times about how animals have a a better a sense a better way of seeing that kind of thing right have you ever noticed like and i'm not saying you live in a haunted house or you don't live in a haunted house i don't know but have you ever noticed how sometimes like your dog will just stop and start looking at something what's it looking at right don't know right you know there's numerous uh stories out there about people at, or uh animals actually not really making contact, but letting someone know that there's a spirit there. You want to hear what my thought on this is? Let's hear it. Let's Check this it. out. So, with animals, they talk about how they see differently than humans. I think animals have always been able to see, because I'm a dimensional guy, I think they can see the different dimensions. It's possible. I think that they can see what they're supposed to see, all these different dimensions coming together. Right. So, like, if something's coming through a different dimension, they can see that. They're more connected to the earth than we used to be. I think we used to be able to do that as humans. I think we used to be able to see what's coming from this other dimension. And we kind of outgrew that. And not only did we outgrow it, but with the, like I said, with the electronics and everything affecting mm -hmm. the way, the airwaves yeah. and stuff, and if it messes up that psyche. Um, now, some people, I'm, I'm pretty in tune with it, man. i am be honest with you. Like, I'm, I'm a super emp empathetic dude. I'm an empath. Like, and I get feelings and shit. Like, 100% been do done it my whole life. And uh, it happens a lot whenever I'm just trying to focus on what I'm doing 
and I forget about everything else, mm -hmm. it's like you can push that shit away. You can push that wavelength away. You can push all that stuff out of your life and out for a moment and you can focus on what you're doing so much that, you know, it happens, you know? Um, so that's what I was trying to get at is that like, I think that maybe it's not that we can will stuff, but maybe it's just that if we enough people are around each other, and they use that brain power and that wavelength enough that they we start to see what we're supposed to already have been able to see right. before these before all this shit happened. You know, and it's like you say, it's either groupthink or in some cases it's mass hysteria. Correct. Correct. Depends on the situation. But so, like, it's just crazy to me. I mean, I don't, what is your what is your outlook on um, on spirits, ghosts, demons? Coming What's from weird you, coming is from that, that I was thinking before you said that that I, I would like to weigh in on that. So whether it was just coincidental or or whatever, I was thinking about that ahead of time. And so I think it's entirely possible that when a person physically expires, their soul. And, and, and so, like, God exists outside of our concept of time. In order to create everything, you have to be outside of it. Okay, right. that, I mean, that's pretty basic. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as far as, like, the, the soul transfer from the realm of time to eternity, it's basically instantaneous as far as that soul is concerned. Right. But I feel like there's, there's like, a sense of, of spiritual energy that maybe stays behind, that um, maybe they roam independently or maybe every generation has a certain allotment of spiritual energy that transfers. So like mm -hmm. that may be how someone that died many years previously is, um, um, is, is um, maybe their energy is seen in another person. So like, mm -hmm. like commonality and things. <laughs> yeah. Well, not necessarily reincarnation of like the soul, but just like a retransference of the energy. So it's like a similarity. Um, but I think that it's possible that that spiritual energy stays behind and is attached to things. And it's not sentient, like it's not aware of really what's going on. Um, but there's, there's something that remains after a person's physical body moves on from this realm and one of the one of the stories that i've been really intrigued by was this girl named heidi wyrick have you ever heard this story about this Sounds little girl familiar. so she lived in georgia she was like five years old right and yeah. her family was there and she kept telling her mom about this friend that she had named mr gordy oh, yeah. and the mom didn't really think much of mm -hmm. it you know just thought imaginary friend and then you know, she told her mom, hey, there's this man at the door. His name is Connie. He's got a bloody hand and this, that, and whatever. Well, this neighbor lady had heard about this because the mom was talking about it. And she thought, well, that's really odd because of a man named James Gordy lived in this house like 30 years ago. And I had an uncle named Lon that cut his hand off in a cotton gin. And so this lady goes and gets this shoebox full of pictures, one picture of Mr. Gordy, one picture of this uncle of hers named Lon, and spreads them out on a table. And this little five-year-old girl goes, that's Mr. Gordy. That's the man that said his name was Con. And so they're like, what do we make of all of this? Right. Well, then after that and, and those seeming, seemingly innocent entities then there started to appear a, a darker Malevolent. force right. that was around and it would like impress on the bed it would scratch all the members of the family really mm -hmm. deeply and the little girl was absolutely terrified of that 
and I don't know what the what fully came out of all that. I know the the father died at a young age, and I I don't really know much more about what happened with it. But I thought I thought that was very interesting. Oh yeah, well, and that's my and that's my point. See, there was a so there was a girl or there was a boy, a young boy in Africa somewhere. I can't remember. You know the story I'm telling, but there's a boy in Africa. He he was born in a certain tribe or whatever, right? Well, he starts telling his mom that he knows who killed him in his past life that this guy killed him and he said the guy's name right well so like okay whatever you know Bob they kind of ignored it but he kept saying it talking about it well they've talked they wind up talking to uh, I guess they're friends with a local policeman or local whatever is over there you know and they're talking and they're like um really what'd you say the name was so they ran the name or whatever well there was a cold case of a guy who went missing with the name that he said he is. Right. The next, I don't know, city, town, whatever you want to call it, over, the kid took them to where he was buried when he got killed in his past life. Wow. Told them that the guy that killed him gave him the guy's name, said he hit me in the head with a hammer and killed me. They dug the body up where the kid said it was at, Hammer was wrapped up in a towel with the grave. They went to the guy. Long story short, the, the guy wound up admitting that he killed the, the dude a long time ago. And wow. that then that little kid was his reincarnation. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, so, and I've thought this about my own son. We talked about this on our show before. Because, like, Knox, you've talked, you know him really well. He's got, he's got a different aura about him. You know what I mean? Well, he would always be like he'd come up to me he'd be like dad you're my favorite dad i'm like your favorite dad i'm your only dad he's like he's like no you're not my only dad i had another dad but you're my favorite dad i'm like okay well he's always talking about his sister he used to used to he doesn't do much anymore but he's like um my little sister and jack's like we don't have a little sister he's like you don't have a little sister i have a little sister And he would constantly talk about it's crazy, man. And like that kid is just, you know, talks like you like a freaking adult. I don't know, man. He's always and I've just he's so caring and he's so like, it's just crazy, man. Little kid, you know, it's 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 weird sometimes. But so with the whole reincarnation thing, so that's and that's my aspect when I start thinking I got into you know the religious thing when I was younger. And I start looking at things myself, and some things just didn't make no sense. And I'm like, "Well, I'm a common sense person, so I have to have I have to be able to." You're a good sense person. Common sense is no longer good. Look around. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I got good sense, but I mean, you know, it's I, I like to if if it's logical, then okay, you know. But some things I'm just like, okay, well, it doesn't make sense, you know. So it took me a long time to wrap things around my head, and then like once I had kids, it really changed. But like. You know, I have seen shit. I've seen spirits. I've seen ghosts. I've had family members that have passed away that have came to me, friends included, that have came to me in my dreams, which will lead us into the DMT trip thing, but like in my dreams and things, and even outside of it. You're still the same. Oh, sorry. Some ducking for you. (laughs) But uh, anyways, uh, 
We get off on these little tangents sometimes. Yes. I'll tell you what, normally cigarette smoke really bothers me, but the the cigar actually is kind of soothing. Smells nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it's he's the one that fucking see. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the one you gotta worry about is smelling. Smoky farts over here. <laughs> but um, rings out my ass. <laughs> like a heart shaped like a heart. <laughs> but no, I mean that's my aspect. When I looked at that, I'm like, okay, well, if people can, I, that's where I got to with the different dimensions and different. Uh, there's upper and lower dimensions, and you, the way you are in life, you're either gonna level up or you're gonna level back down. And then that leads into the Akashic Records, which I kind of talked to you a little bit about. Not much, though, because we're all out there. But, like, like with Akashic Records, it's a place you can get to through meditation and things like that where you, you can go through your, pre, your past lives. And you, f, you can find your people in life. So, like, uh, you know, you meet somebody and you're like, dude, I feel like I've known you my whole life. You know? Mm-hmm. And you just hit it off. Right. That's your people. Right. That's your people from your past, from your Akashic records, your past lives. So, like me and my wife, we've been together twenty years, almost twenty-one now, and she's my best friend, dude. And like, I think I will find her through every lifetime, no matter what it is. This guy, I think I just picked him up like a piece of gum on the bottom of my shoe, one of my past lives, and he's like the fucking <laughs> like a fucking bad penny. You can't get rid of me. But no, you know, like I and I, I, I run into people, and it's like, well, man, and that's like with me and JT, like we yeah, ran I mean, into we each other, it off and, right away. and it was like, bam. You know, it's a holy shit. You know, I feel like I've known you for fucking forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's part of the Akashic record, you know, is that... It does feel like forever sometimes. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I was fucking... You know, <laughs> you know I fucking hate you. But, uh... <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. So, yeah, Akashic records. So, this this kind of be a little... Segue. We were talking about reality a while ago, and one of the one of the thoughts in my head is: is how do we know what's real? CNN. Okay. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're not going to go there. No, I mean, how do we know what's real? How do we know that what is going on right now is real? That we're not living a dream and we're in the middle of a lucid dream. I would say there's two ways to know what's real. And and one would be what you what you experience firsthand. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the other way would would have to be documented, verified, factual evidence and information Mm -hmm. would be another way. So like the historical record would be one way. Because if you can't trust history, then you're totally reliant on what you can experience firsthand that's incredibly nearsighted. Yeah, but see, my thing about history is humans wrote it. Yeah. Are you, okay, when you set out to do something, do you set out to do it well? Well, yeah. Okay. 100%. So you have a sense of honor, right? I mean, look at me. (laughs) Well, what I'm saying is, I'm like, fuck, let's get this over with. When it comes to the recording of history, they, the people who did that, they had a sense of honor and duty with Correct. what they did. They aimed to do a solid job in their recording of events. I, 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 believe, I believe you're right. I believe they did. But there's also those times where it's like, okay, well, this is the, you know, the world was created, the blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, we can't yeah, tell we're them gonna about that. Yeah, we're going to that out. <laughs> Hold on. We need That's to, what I'm saying. You know, so on. They, humans, we can't tell them about that. As much as like, just like even with your podcast you're going to be putting out. Right, 
You're going to put out your podcast. It's mainly going to be this type of stuff. Well, so. and, what I'm, and what I'm saying is... So we're is, giving you guys a precursor. So when they put your podcast out and they say, oh, no, 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 sorry, buddy. That podcast episode you just put out, it's nay. It's gone. That's why I want to talk about more now. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, humans, what is it, the, the path, the... Um, Hell is pay the good intentions. That's yeah. yeah, that's the saying. So like, you could put out as much good stuff as you want. If you're not the one who's controlling what gets put out, yeah. it changes. Well, it's like Stalin said that it it what is something along the lines of uh, what matters the most is who counts the votes. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. say to you, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this to you. Deal. You kind of gotta forget, not forget, but. Just take with a grain of salt or like use your common sense to history after to whatever happened after the library of Alexandria was burned. I think the library of Alexandria was stuffed packed full of awesome and historical great things from Old history. School. Yeah. The original things and then boom, they burnt that son bitch to the ground and everything else that gets put out. It's just I take everything. When was that? Was that like three eighties? It was. Yeah, it was. It was. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, it was before I was born. <laughs> I'm gonna use this as a tool and not a toy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. but when you was know, the library at Alexandria burnt down. Yeah. Uh, two between two seventy and two seventy five AD. See, so, so I, we lost all that information. Amazing information wow. that I believe was probably a actual good chunk of legit historical facts and they burnt it down well i mean at, so i've got a book it's called the timetables of history and it just basically covers everything that you could think of and then it gives you like a, you know chronological order of history and and it only the one that i have it, they were discarding it and i like to take books that people don't want anymore and so it ends in 1990 That's um, and, and, it, and it goes all the way back as far as it goes and i kid you not this book is this thick but everything in the bc era is literally like that many yeah. pages yeah. it's almost nothing compared to what we have since then and see here's something else that like as far as that goes like with the with um what i looked into and like why i went from instead of just believing in i don't know not to be offend you guys because i know you're christian but like instead of believing like in the like the in this jesus and and god i believe in a higher being higher something there's something out there that's that we're here for a reason I think that we're all here for a reason and that um, we are all special and that people and people who are in control want us to, not, to think that we're not, that we're not as special as we are. We all so, have a way of contributing to the benefit of our fellow yes, and our system, and, definitely. And, and my thing is, is that, like, I believe, I believe that there's some – I've just seen a lot of things that make me wonder – why you know if there was a god why he would allow things to happen to happen pedophilia children suffering in hospitals with cancer and things like that and i'm not gonna get too deep in it this is just something i want to talk about i just want to say real quick i see things that fucking irritate the hell out of me and you know when i see a pedophile and i hear about pedophilia dude beside oh i'm with kane just so you guys know that <laughs> You know, you guys don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No. So, Cain Velasquez, <laughs> who is a probably th the baddest man to ever walk the planet, 
before he had surgery stuff, but he was a UFC heavyweight fighter. He's still alive, but anyway, so his, I believe they're saying it was his daughter, four years old, was molested by this man, who also molested like 100 other kids, and it happened a lot to her. Well, the guy got arrested. The judge let him out on his own recognizance. So Kane did what a man's supposed to fucking what do. What state did that judge reside? I'll give you a guess. California. Yes, you're 100% right. <laughs> wow. They're messing um, in white shoes in a mud run out there. Yeah, <laughs> so like uh, <laughs> they let, they straight up let this guy go on his own recognizance after he's had already had multiple prior, multiple, multiple prior charges of this. So Kane did what a fucking dad's supposed to do and a man's supposed to do. He went after this motherfucker. And um, he chased him on the highway and stuff and he, was going to try to shoot the dude, but I guess the guy's dad was with him, and the guy's dad kind of got in the way and got shot. No one died, unfortunately. He shouldn't. Have, he just should have beat the piss out. Yes, he should have. However, when you're a man, you hear something about your daughter that happened like that. You probably I couldn't imagine the rage that dude had. Oh yeah, no you know doubt. What I'm saying. Well, that's like the one the father that was waiting in the courtroom at the yeah. phone. Yeah, shot that dude in the head. And shot the dude in the head as he was walking by the guy that had. He raped his son. He was yeah. a, and the guy that was yeah. walking was a martial arts guy. Yeah. And his son was a martial artist, and the dude uh, was raping his son. But anyways, when I see things like that, it always makes you question things, which and also brings me into my other way of believing, which is the mention thing. So those are upper, those are lower level demons, you know. They, so Sam Tripley, shout out the fucking tinfoil hat. Sam Tripley, I love him. He's a comedian, but he's also a hardcore conspiracy. He's awesome, dude. You'll you'd love him. But anyways, he says we're at the lowest level of heaven and the highest level of hell. That's where we're at in this earth. And um, so when I see uh, when I see like things like that. I'm like, okay, well, those are, those are like some lower-level deep. There's evil people in the fucking world. Yeah. So I have to tell my sons. You know, I tell them, look, there's bad people. They want to do bad things to kids. They want to do bad things to people. That's just the way it is. So my reality, basically what it comes down to, my reality is, is I do what I do to protect my family, protect my people, and that's it. That's my reality. Now, I know what's going on with the whole world and our, our reality as a world as well. You know, we keep our eyes open. We see these things. Some of us do. And, like, uh, to bring it back to the whole, the whole, like, spirits and ghosts and things, like you said with that one story, children are so, children are so, like, special, and, like, and they're so, like, just, they're balls of light. Mm -hmm. And what does an evil thing do? They're living in the darkness. They want that fucking light. They're Mm -hmm. tired of it. They want, so they feed off of that. So whenever those spirits come through that are good spirits, possibly, they get those other ones attached to them. Was it like 800,000 kids go missing every year? In the U.S. In just the U.S., huh? Yeah. So I wonder what the market is for all those kids. Like, who's the ones funding that? It's not your yeah, exactly. normal person that wants to so there's, have a kid. This is the like fight. <laughs> this is the fight between good and evil. You know what I mean? Um which for our, our fans and people like that, you know, that's why like, I, got, I got into horror movies because I always want to fight evil. He knows this about me. I was a fucking, I don't, you know who the Frog Brothers are from? Uh, Frog Brothers? Yeah, from Lost Boys. Movie Lost Boys. You got to watch it. It's a great movie. But anyways, so I freaking, I, like the, I, I love to fight evil, dude. And so I was a Frog Brother for a long time when I was growing up. I, that's why I got into horror movies. And then once you grow up 
and you start seeing these things, you realize that evil is not just, you know, you're good, you fucking non-listening asshole. <laughs> but no, so there's there's the evil in the world is is in many different different levels. You know, there's the the dimensions we can't see of evil. There's the people who are evil, which is the worst. The reason why the people are evil is worse because they're here, and they're they're what can affect us. So like, but are those people evil because they have evil spirits inside of them? I don't think necessarily. I just think it's the influence of that in this realm. Like we all have our spheres of influence that ebb and flow and reach different people in different places. And like, so like I have a different visualization of reality than probably most people. And that's something that um, I'm I'm writing a book and that's part of that uh, is um, the invisible nature of reality. So like I, I personally feel like there is an invisible structure that holds the way things really are together and it's more than I can explain without the visuals and things like yeah. that right yeah, now. We'll right, right. But Say uh, that for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll we'll cover that at that point. Um, but so we all have we all have things in common and um, so there there's you know, like you said, those absolute realities and then we have our relative realities and really one of my main things is just trying to find places where we can come together because I mean there really is evil in the world and good people uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said that all it takes for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing and so I just really try to find ways to be able to like combine that good energy so that we can you know prevent some of the bad things from happening as to the best of our abilities yeah you know know what's crazy about that we talked about this before with the other podcasts we've been on you would think that that us being the horror chronicles and we're in the horror genre, we're in like paranormal hauntings, demons, killer movies, slashers, and all that stuff. Some of the nicest and fucking greatest people I've ever met are people in this community. Yeah. Other podcasters, oh, yeah. our fr- our fan, our horror fan that we call them, our horror fam out there who watch our show and all of our other friend shows. Some of the nicest and greatest people I've ever met, dude. Cool. And brought together through stuff that's supposed to be, right? You know taboo and you're not supposed to like scary movies. Well, that guy's just stabbed that person, you know? But, like, it brings people together in a way that, you know, they can come and talk to each other and they're not, it's not like we're like, dude, so I really want to stab this person. And, <laughs> it's just like, man, did you see that? I don't movie? know. I have felt that way a few times. Only on this podcast right. with him. That is yeah. multiple just... Grace of God, we have self-control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, no, but I mean, it, it's crazy that you, you know, you would think that in this line that you would meet a bunch of people who are just nuts. A bunch of whack jobs. I haven't yet, you know, yeah. I haven't. And um, the people, and it's, and this, <laughs> it's I'm not going to piss you off, I'm trying not to piss you off, but some of the worst people I ever met was in church. Some of the worst people I've ever met was in church. It's because they're not really. A lot of them are just not really happy. They're there because they they like feel a sense of obligation and duty to be there because like they're mindful of like okay, there's merit here mm-hmm. and I grew up with this, but right. they feel like they. But I don't really want to be they, here. Well, but they feel like they've missed out. So like the yeah. world has a certain appeal, and yeah. so mm-hmm. they they see that and they see all this perceived fun that people in the world are having, and it it kind of makes them miserable. That's that, what happened that, with me. That's why he became my friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Perceived miserable. miserable. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. I know you absolutely, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. I mean, it, it's it's cool to. Uh, it's just I like to talk to people from different walks of life. Yeah. Well, and it's cool how you know. To add to what he was saying a while ago is. You know, we've had some of the most interesting conversations with guys like yourself and, you know, other people. And it's really weird, like, so I've been in the car business my whole life. Um, people come to me and they want to talk to me about their car or the weather or, you know, what they did to their house or whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. You know, all those <laughs> telltale things, you know. That you're just the wife's wait, waiting yeah. for somebody to shut up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the minute you mention the word ghost to me, we're on, and I'm going to have a three-hour conversation with you. Right. You know, I mean, that's just it's fascinating stuff. It is. I mean, have you ever had anything like happen? So personally, I haven't. But my mom and so my mom's parents were Pentecostal ministers, and my mom and her parents before they died, and all of my mom's brothers, they all attest. To that they lived in a haunted house and it's really I mean it's creepy like I mean I remember the stories from a kid just like yeah. they were told to me yesterday because it just it just makes the hair stand up mm-hmm. on the back of your neck um, you know we were talking earlier about uh, you know what happens with the, you were talking about the spirit you know that you don't believe that it moves on it, you know it, the body has died but the spirit right. is still there well it could so, be it could be i don't know well, I, we so hard here, to say we don't really know. here's one of my big thoughts on that like i said i look at i look at a lot of science and stuff so science has proven that energy cannot be created nor destroyed well a soul is energy it's the energy within your body have you ever have you ever watched somebody die been there yeah. one, one time yeah. okay so you know that like and i really saw this with my grandmother i was in the room we were at the hospital with her whenever she passed away and you could see a physical change in her in body it just, it, it was, you could see it just you know it was thing. like it was almost like a sinking and a lifting right exactly exactly so i believe that you know whenever you know someone passes on their their spirit has to go somewhere and I think some of these people aren't really ready to go yet. Could be. So they hang around. You yeah. Know? Um, they hang around because maybe they've got unfinished business. Yeah. Maybe they've got a loved one they want to spend time with. Um, I'm going to tell you something really... I don't know. So my wife's uncle passed away last night. Um, and Sorry. And the, the first thing that I thought of is... Because there's so many times that we've seen videos of you can actually see the spirit leaving the body. Yeah, you know. Wow, that's wild. And uh, I really didn't say that to her, but that's that was the thought that ran through my head. I was like, Oh my god, do you have a camera? You know, because she was there whenever he passed. He he had cancer. Wouldn't it be wild though if they wouldn't? Wouldn't it be wild though if their their actual like soul energy? was here without a body and they were literally just having to witness everything without them and and not See, being able to do anything about fear. it my my only fear of death i have zero fear of death 
But that getting stuck and having to watch. No, my only fear of death is leaving my kids. What it does to your family. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's my only fear of death. Like, I, if I die of an old man, I'm cool with that. Yeah. It, if I know that I made my son, my sons turn into good men, and I know they're strong. Yeah. Smart, and they can handle themselves. Yeah. I'll be happy. Dying before my kids are, I know they're good. Yeah. That's what. That's the only thing that that worries me. Well, I wish, and I miss the fucking hell I've got to love my kids more than anything in this fucking world. It's kind of weird for yeah. me, you know, with this happening because I've watched it happen, you know, over the few months or whatever. Yeah. You know, in the past in the past few years, I've had a couple of people that I was close to that have passed away from cancer. You know, unfortunately, cancer's a death sentence. I mean, it just it, it is what it is. But it really changed my perspective on. You know, somebody dies suddenly, it's like, oh, my God. But when somebody is, they've gotten the death sentence and they know that they've got this amount X of amount of time, what do you do with that time? And there's two types of people. There, there's type A that's going to fall apart and just curl up in a ball and be a complete ass to everybody. And then there's type B that's going to take it by the horns and try and get as much out of life as they can and try and get things taken care of for their family. Like that Tim McGraw song. Yeah. 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 Live like you were dying. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's funny. I've actually talked to my wife about this recently. It's like, you know, we need to get stuff in order. You know, what if something would happen to me? You know, what if something would happen to you? You know, we don't have kids, so. Yeah. But. You leave everything to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plan, right? Leaving everything to me? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Look, I thought that was the plan. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's, it's just funny that, just you know. Just give me the stain. I just want the Mustang. When, when you think about <laughs> death, you know, and this kind of ran through my head when you guys were just talking about, you know, we, we talked numerous times about near-death experiences, mm-hmm. how you were talking about the soul leaves the body and is it stuck here? Well, so many times in a near-death experience, people describe the same sensation of they felt themselves float up out of their body mm-hmm. and they could actually look down and see themselves, you know. Um, that's got to give some pretty heavy merit to the spirit. There's a lady you know? that was on Tinfoil Hat. She was on the guest. He, Sam Triple has a ton of podcast you'll probably like he has a podcast called zero and it's a spirit spirituality podcast they have a bunch of like really like high up in different religion world people come in and talk about things but anyways there was a lady on there and she said that she had gotten into a car accident she got hit head on by this uh big rig right she said that as soon as she seen like so basically this is the headlight this is the front end of that truck and i'm the front Mm -hmm. end of her car as soon as she seen that and she knew that was hitting her, she said it was like two hands grabbed her shoulder on each side and just lifted her out of the car. And she was watching the car. She watched herself get hit, watched her neck like break, watched her leg break, seen all this stuff, didn't yeah. feel any of it, but was watching it. Right. And um, she said that the beings were, whatever they were, were sitting there talking to her. And she was just like... I don't want to go yet. I don't, it's not my time. There's so much I'm doing, you know. And then, uh, so they're like, she was just explaining all this. And she's like, so they're like, okay, well, you know, you're going to feel this. Ooh. Yeah. 
you know, basically she had the choice of you can go. But and if you really want to stay and what you want to do, then then you you can stay, but you're going to feel this. And then she said that she felt, she's like, I want to stay. And then she next thing she knew, she woke up and she went into the car, felt the accident, and then woke up in the hospital, still alive. They don't know how. They said it was a miracle that she was alive. Wow. And it's a pretty crazy story, you know. I've never had a near-death experience, you know, but I just, I've always felt connected to the, to just the world itself and to Mother Nature and to just my surroundings, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't know if I could be stuck here and watch my children because then, like you said, you wouldn't be able to help them. That'd be right. tough. Or maybe you could. Who knows? Maybe you can mentally, maybe you can get into them in their dreams. To influence the influence energy. I mean, who knows? He'd you be know? over there with his wife in that clay pot. Yeah. That Except joke. there would be no clay pot. Dude, <laughs> it'd, it'd just be like, you ever hear that joke? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it must be good. <laughs> All right. So fucking uh, super, Superman's flying over the city. You know. He's oh, like, God. Have you heard this one? I think my mom told me this joke. Superman, <laughs> Superman's flying over the city, and he's just checking things out, you know, and he's like, all right, and he, see, and he looks down, and he sees fucking Wonder Woman sunbathing nude on top of the building, right? He's like, he's, like, he's like, you know what? I could fucking go down there real quick, hit that, and be gone before she fucking knew it. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Boom! He's gone. Wonder Woman's like, what the fuck was that? And the invisible man goes, I don't know, my fucking ass hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the same one that my mom That's told horrible. me. That's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Oh, shit. You better hope that I fucking... He's full of jokes. You better hope I fucking move on after I die, because if not and you're still alive, I'm fucking it's caught in your be fucking a nightmare. ass. Nightmare. <laughs> I'd be all right with that, you know? It's, it's so funny because I had, like, my brother-in-law, he passed away at a, a really young age, and, uh, you know, and I've told the story. I'm not going to go in and tell the whole story, but... He was the one that he, you know, he always watched a lot of horror movies with me, and uh, he uh, he is the one person that he was very religious. He was a deacon in the church, but you know, he loved me and I loved him. I mean, he was like, I don't know, he was like the father figure I never had. You know, he was about seven, eight years older than me. You know, and uh, so. He is the one person in life that knew that if there was anything after death that I would want to know. And so here's what happened. Uh, when he passed away, uh, he, like I said, he was very young. My, him and my sister, had they had a, a young child. and Well, they had two young children. And uh, he passed away. And shortly after he passed away, we're trying to get ready for the funeral. Um, I had already moved down here. My sister's up in St. Louis. And uh, so my wife and I were going to St. Louis all the time, you know, trying to help her out and get through the funeral and all this stuff, you know. And uh, whenever he passed away, she, her and her best friend are at the house, and they're trying to get things together. And my sister's like, yeah, I don't, I don't. I, I got to get all this squared away. I don't even know, you know, what to do. And she said he was in the military, so she knew he wanted to be buried at JB Park. And uh, so she immediately contacts them, 
And uh, they're going through it, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is what you'll have to have, and this is the form you'll have to have filled out, and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what's the decedent's name, you know? And she told him the name, and, and he was like, oh, okay. And you could, you know, you type it on his computer, and he was like, oh. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, uh, he was just here two weeks ago. He's got everything set up. He was in good health, had no idea. It was a fluke thing that he passed away. Wow. So... So she's like, okay, you know, whatever. He had, he had just been there a couple weeks or a month before he passed away and set everything up. So then her and her friend are at the house, and she's like, I, I have no idea. What am I going to bury him in, you know, blah, blah, blah. Her best friend's in the closet. She says, well, what about this? And she pulls out a brand-new suit that he had just bought, like, weeks prior. Wow. Um, there was all kinds of weird things that happened. The, the morning of the funeral, he was really big into fish, and he had this huge fish aquarium. And my sister, she's like, she was just telling me, she's like, how do I take care of this thing? I don't know anything about a fish. I'm like, I don't know anything either. We wake up, the, the morning of the funeral, we wake up, all the fish are dead in the tank. Wow. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. So anyway, I hurried up and got the tank clean, cleaned out and got it broke down before the kids got out of bed. And uh, there, there were numerous other things. Well, anyway, about three weeks later, I was at home, and my wife was still going up to help her out. And at the time, my grandmother was still alive. And so my wife was spending a lot of time up there. Well, I was at home because I had to work that weekend. And uh, our bedroom in our, in our house, the bedroom door, when you open the bedroom door and walk out into the living room, if you look immediately to your left, you're looking up a staircase. And so... I'm in bed, and I have this dream that I walk out the door, and he's standing on the staircase about three-quarters of the way up the staircase, and he's waving me, trying to get me to come up the stairs. And it usually dreams won't wake me up, and most of the time I can't remember them, but this one, it was so vivid, you know. Um, I ended up waking up, and I was like, what the hell was that, you know? And uh, went back to sleep and had the exact same dream again. Wow. And so this time when I got out, when, when I woke up, I immediately got out of bed and I put my hand on the doorknob to open the door. And I was like, what, what am I going to do if I walk out there and just stand in there? You know? <laughs> and I have been fascinated with this all my life, but this is my brother. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? You know? Why, why, why is he here now? You know? yeah. It was just very bizarre. Um, I didn't find out until it was a couple of weeks later that one of the windows was open upstairs, and we never we never go upstairs. Never, <laughs> this house probably, right here, yeah. The oh, window wow. had probably been open for I don't know how long, and I don't know if that's why he was. Uh, I, I hey, have no idea. Such a wow. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> it was just it was a it was a the whole thing was a very bizarre experience. Wow. Yeah, man, like it. Talk about weird experiences and dreams so like this just happened last friday with my daughter so she wakes up and um she's really sad she's crying and she's like i you know i i just wanted to see you and i'm like you're in your bedroom like and, and you're getting getting up and getting ready for school and she says credo woke me up and and she, credo is my i have twins mm -hmm. and and that his his son goes to preschool with uh, my daughter and my, my son. And so, anyway, she was just really upset that Creed had woke her up. And um, 
anyway, I, I said it'll be okay, and and we'll we'll get around, and you know, you just had a bad dream, and and whatever, and anyway, she just was really sad, and so I, I go ahead and take her to school. I'm I'm asking her, do you feel okay? And yeah, I feel okay. I just I'm just I just want I I just just want to be with you and mommy. And I'm like, man, this is really weird. You know, something must have really shook her. Yeah. Well, so I take her to school and drop her off. I come back to pick her up. And the teacher says, she's just really not been herself today. Uh, we sent her to the nurse and they checked her temperature. She don't have a temperature. She doesn't, she says that she feels fine. She just misses her mommy and her daddy and she's tired. And like when I got there, she comes running to me crying, daddy, I missed you. I really wanted to see you. Don't leave me and all this. Yeah. And I mean, she's like really upset. So I, I, I'm like, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I feel okay. I'm just really tired. So take her home, lay her down on the couch and put her a show on. She falls asleep and she sleeps. She sleeps and sleeps and sleeps. 10:30 at night now. I mean, we got back at like four o'clock. She's, I mean, she's yeah. slept right. Yeah. And so my wife is beginning to get concerned, and she's like, "Hey, maybe I should take her to the emergency room. Maybe she got meningitis. Maybe she got this or that or whatever." And it's like I don't really think, you know, she let's let's, sleep at all. let's check her out. You know, let's let's see. I get her to drink some water. She, I, I she's conscious enough to like understand that you don't want to be dehydrated and go to the hospital and have to have an IV hooked up to you, oh, which is yeah. basically a needle put in your arm. And, oh man, her eyes get real big, you know, and get her to drink some water. Anyway, she gets up, moves around, whatever. And I, I'm like, okay. And, and we prayed with her and, and whatnot. And so like, I had peace of mind, lay down, mm-hmm. go to sleep. So I lay down, go to sleep. My wife comes in at like a quarter to two frantic. She's like, something's really seriously wrong with your daughter. She just peed herself on the couch. She lays her on our bed. I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, yeah. She just peed her pants. But she, and she's like stiff. My daughter's stiff as a board. Her eyes are wide open, pupils fully dilated, and she keeps like twitching back to her right. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is she having a seizure? Yeah. Seizure. So like, go out, man. I'm like, I heat the rig up. I like, I drop down. I start praying in the spirit. I'm like, God, hey, this is my baby girl. And I'm just like scripture back right. and forth in my head. I'm like, this, you know, this is my baby yeah. girl. And I go and get her. And, and, and when I pick her up to like take her out to the car, I'm like, you're going to be okay in the name of Jesus. And every time I would say that, she would like writhe. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is odd. So they take her to the hospital. They run all these tests on her and she's like, not with it. Like she's out of it. So they're, they've got it set up. There's a, an ambulance coming from children's hospital. They're going to take her up there and run all these neurological tests to try to figure out what's going on. 5.30 in the morning comes. She wakes up because my daughter just keeps wanting to sleep. She wakes up. She sits up. She looks around the hospital. She goes, where's Credo? Where are we at? And when my wife is like, we're at the hospital, Haven. You know what? And Haven's like, why are we at the hospital? No recollection of it. She's like, I want to go home. Totally fine. No more issues since then. Wow. What I believe happened is that she had a bad dream, whether it was a spiritual Mm -hmm. encounter or whatever it was. And you know how they say, don't wake somebody that's sleepwalking. I believe she was laying in her bed in a state of like, a dream state where she was like Mm -hmm. sleepwalking. She got woke from that at a weird spot and she was literally trapped for an entire day in between consciousness and being in a dream has no recollection of that Friday at all, but now she's totally 100% good and I'll I'll take it. And you talk about her being stiff as a board, uh, sleep paralysis. Yes. Yeah. My brother talked a lot about that. Wild. My, my, one of my brothers, dude, he fucking like to the point where it made him like, he would cry. Like it got to like, literally he was sick. He was, it was sunk in the bed and he couldn't move and he couldn't, 
make any sound. All he could do is just cry. He just feel the tears coming down his face. Wow. And then so he felt it like something like in right up to his face, just on him. And he could feel the heat off of it on his nose. And then just nuts. just feel it. Yeah. And um you know, I had a dream I had a dream once where I so you I've told this one to you, but I woke so I woke I used to sleep with I used to sleep facing the wall. I used to always do that when I was a kid. So I'd sleep facing the wall. And um, I woke up. I thought I woke up. So I woke it up, opened my eyes up, and I, I always had a, a light on. And my radio, I always went to bed with the radio on, just listening to the radio, and it put me to sleep. So I was laying there. I woke up, and I vaguely heard the radio. Like, vaguely. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? okay, whatever. But when I opened my eyes, it was like instantly, as soon as my eyes opened, when I was, thought I was awake, I felt evil. I felt like something was there. A presence. A presence that I had that was just, I mean, just think about the most evil thing you think of. Yeah. Just there. Couldn't see it. Couldn't hear it. Couldn't smell it. But I felt it. Wow. And I'm sitting there. Most evil thing I can think of, huh? Yes. My ex-wife was at your house. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, no, I probably would have smelt it. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> they say people that are really possessed by stuff smell like sulfur. Yes. Like, uh, never, shut up, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song, it's so catchy. <laughs> I, I smelled like sulfur last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so... Oh shit! I'm glad you saw that. I gotta show you guys some cool shit. I got remember that shit I told you about. I texted you about. Yes. Yes. Wait till I show you this. Is, shit. It, is okay. it petrified shit or? No, this is it's like, like it's like real shit. shit. Figurative. No, but uh, no, it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, I show you. but no. So I was laying there and I'm sitting there and I'm watching. I'm watching the wall, and I just feel this like darkness, dude. Like I feel this evil, and I'm like in my dream, I'm like, you know, I could feel myself just drenched in sweat. Well. I don't know. I don't know how long it was, but anyway, I felt something wake me up, and I hear my mom, and she's crying. She's like, "Ryan, wake up! Ryan, wake up!" And um, I come to, and I'm just fucking drenched. I'm freezing cold, but I'm drenched in sweat. Wow. And to the point where she's soaked, like in like my, um, she's like, "Ryan, wake up! Wake up!" She's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm just like, I was sitting there, and I cover up. I'm like. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And she's like, you were just sitting here. I walked past the kitchen because my room was in the kitchen. Like, there was a, wall, a door from the kitchen to my bedroom, but I had no door on the wall. It was just a sheet. She all her was this. Uh, 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 uh. That's all she heard coming out of my room. Oh, it messed me up as a parent. <laughs> she walked in. And my mom already is, like, the most caring person in the fucking world. And she, like, just worries so much about us. And so... She came in the room, she said I was on the bed, facing the wall, stiff as a freaking board. And I was just going, <laughs> like, breathing like that. And I was just drenched in sweat, and she woke me up. And, like, she woke me up like that, she said. But to me, it felt like fucking, I don't know how long I was in there. Yeah, you know what I'm too. saying? Wow. So, yeah, I, it's, it, it's crazy, man. And I'm not going to get into this conversation. We've been on here for, what, over an hour now? Yeah. I'm not going to get into this conversation, but 
all goes down to DMT, and I'll talk to you later about that. Yeah, but uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's been a fucking great episode. Yeah, it has been, man. Uh, it has been. I like to talk about. Right. My first time I've ever been on a podcast. Yes. Wow. Oh, I, want to get I want you to get used. To we broke your podcast cherry. Huh? <laughs> yeah, nice. Pop that B. Nice. But uh, yeah, man. So that was. We want to thank old guys. dude for. Uh, Thanks for having me. It was great. Great. Had a really good time. Yeah, yeah definitely, awesome, man. man. And uh, he's got a past podcast coming out. When it starts and everything, we're going to shout him out and let him talk about it. And Absolutely. If you want to come back on and maybe Absolutely. you find something you want to talk about into yeah. this realm of stuff. Yeah, when I have a little bit more time to be able to like maybe do some research, we yeah. Yeah. coordinate a little bit more, it'd be even better. I feel like oh, this, yeah. this was great. Yeah, I mean, we were just having a conversation. This I mean, is usually like, it, you know, it's. it's yeah, I mean, it just, you know. You got the knowledge, and you're easy to talk to, so you're welcome anytime, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate stink. it. Yeah, it's all right. Unless it's bean night. Let's bean night. Anyways, guys, that's the episode. We love you, horror fam. Thank you for supporting as always. You guys know that. Shout out to old dude. And uh, more importantly, guys, as always, until next time, keep it creepy.